Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about five steps to better respond to criticism. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about five steps that will make you better at responding to criticism. So let's jump right in. Step number one, first, we need to listen more. You know, James 1.19 starts out, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. You know, listening has to be the first step in responding to criticism because if we don't hear, how will we know how to respond or even if a response is necessary at all? Proverbs chapter 19 verse 20 says, listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Yeah, of course, the wisdom of this world isn't what Solomon's writing about there because the, the world's wisdom is foolishness to God, 1 Corinthians 3.19. But others in the world can certainly point out when we are acting outside of the limits of God's word. And we have a responsibility to each other to speak the truth in love, to build each other up in the faith. And on the flip side of that command, we necessarily also have the responsibility to be ready to listen when others confront us with the truth. You know, we all have blind spots. You know, we can't always see ourselves accurately, and maybe someone else will see something that we didn't see about ourselves. As Christians, we have to actively search God's word for his will in our lives, and when we're told that we are failing to live up to that expectation, we must be willing to listen and change. So step number one is we have to listen more. Step number two, we have to talk less. In order to listen more, we need to be talking less. All of James chapter one, verse 19 says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Listen more and talk less. And I think God gave us this instruction here for a simple reason. When we're confronted with criticism, 99 times out of 100, the first thing that we want to come out of our mouths isn't that helpful. You know, James writes to us to, to take a minute, slow down, listen, swallow what they have to say to us. You know, don't get angry because in verse 20, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Anger won't make you do the right thing. God is slow to anger. He's patient. He's long-suffering with those who offend him. And we should be too. Even if there's nothing worthwhile in what they criticize you of, there's nothing you need to do or correct. A quick or angry response isn't what God wants from us. First Peter chapter 2, verse 23 says that when they hurled their insult at him, meaning Christ, he did not retaliate when he suffered. He made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. So listen more, talk less. Step number three is respond with thought. Give a gentle response. Proverbs chapter 15 verse one says that a soft answer turns away wrath. Be gracious with those who offend you. Don't defend yourself too quickly. You know, quick defense is a prideful defense, an unteachable one. 
You know, everyone needs correction. And even if the specific criticism at the moment isn't something that actually needs corrected, eventually a criticism will unveil something that needs to change. So be ready for that. James chapter 1, verse 21 continues, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Humbly submit yourself before God and be prepared to make the changes in your life necessary to do so. So number three is to respond slowly and humbly with thought. Step number four is to consider the source and the substance of the complaint. And now let's say conversation's over. You've remained silent for a little while. You've had an opportunity to listen, to process. Now you've made a, a humble response and now you're on your way home. But your response to criticism isn't over. You might feel at this point a little rattled, maybe a little upset. So what do you do next? Well, you evaluate what they said. See if it holds water. You know, part of this is looking at the source. You know, some people are just seeking to hurt you. What are their motives? Or what, what's their experience? What's their wisdom? Do they know what they're talking about? But don't get stuck here. Even if the critique is given by someone who may not seem qualified, they may not have the best intentions, they may ha have criticized in an angry or hurtful way, consider if there is truth to it. You know, throw away the false. Don't dwell on their method. That's only going to cause you grief. But humbly look at what might be true. Pray about the criticism. Ask others for their opinion. You might have a blind spot. Or your critic might be completely wrong. But th if this is an area of sin in your life, others probably will have noticed. Most of all, ask God for wisdom. Earlier on in James chapter 1, verse 5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So compare the criticism with the word of God and move on. One more note here on step number four. Realize that there are lots of people who are going to have different opinions than you, and they may critique you on matters of opinion. Someone wisely told me, if it's not going to stop you from getting into heaven or someone else getting into heaven, don't worry. If it's a matter of opinion, you can choose to change. You can choose not to change. That's up to you, but don't worry so much about it. Don't let it get in the way of step number five, which is to obey the gospel. After you've listened, after you've responded, after you've mulled over criticism, the only thing you can do is obey the gospel. Don't dwell. Don't get caught up in the critique. When you find something that needs correcting, correct it and move on. In the conclusion of James chapter 1, James writes, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Our faith demands obedience. As a Christian, no critic can say anything harsher 
than your former reality. I was once a sinner who deserved death, separation from God. But Romans chapter 8 tells me that there is now no condemnation for the believer. Speak less, listen more, respond with thought, evaluate, and then when you find something that needs correcting so that you can obey the gospel more fully, correct it and keep living your life fully devoted to God. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure the others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.